1: Presented by AT and T.
0: Connecting changes everything. Hello, and welcome to Saver. I'm Annie Reese, and I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about chicken wings, and we are joined by our compatriot Ramsey. Hi, Ramsey.
4: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, we've you've come up a couple times on the show. I think a lot of listeners will be familiar with your name, and you you and I I even posted on our Instagram account a while back because I was trying to figure out how many wings we ate at this wing <laughs> festival that we attended together. So so people people might know.
4: Yeah, uh, I, for the record, I think you actually ate more than I did um, at that festival. I'm very and we, cl- we we did yeah, and we did close it down though.
1: We closed it down, and that, that um those people from the Atlanta Braves, they were leaving, and they had those hats that you had to, like, win, and you just went up and said, yo, <laughs> give me a hat.
4: We we went home with a lot of Braves hats and uh, some foam hands as well. I, I checked,
1: and I ate 28 wings. 28 wings? Yes, and I never found the ice cream, and like I said in the post, that was the great tragedy of the whole event.
0: You There was ice cream at the Chicken Wing Festival. Mm-hmm. Was it, like— Blue cheese flavored? You
1: know, I'll never know. Oh man. See? Tragedy. 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 Um, but yes, it is about time for the big game. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. yeah. As as we <laughs> as we record this, it's coming up.
1: The House Stuff Works game night. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm both joking, but that's also we are a big wing office here.
0: We are. A mm-hmm. lot
1: of people. Really love their chicken wings.
0: Well, Atlanta is a really big wing town.
1: Yes, oh, yeah. and but we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk about that. Sure. Um, and like I mentioned in our our ranch episode with Ben Bolin, we the first food stuff video we did was on chicken wings, and it was for this big game that is the, of the football variety.
0: We can say it. We can say the word Super Bowl. <gasps> like
1: I know they
4: knock on the door.
1: <laughs> football jail.
4: <Yeah. laughs> Well, it's here in Atlanta, so they oh, can uh, – this year. Um, that's right. So they sh- they can come and find us if they want.
1: Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I – so,
0: okay. So, so wings, though. You guys are pretty into chicken wings. Yes. I will say I am into them now, but they're not my favorite food by far. Like, I would rather eat most other foods before I would eat a chicken wing. And this stems back to the seventh grade. Ooh. In science lab, I had to dissect a chicken wing – and I was so upset about it. Mm. Not because I was like, I, it was just gross. It was just really gross. And I didn't like it. And I refused to eat chicken wings for at least a decade afterwards.
1: Wow. That had a lasting impact. It really did. It was so squidgy. Mm. I
0: seriously don't like working with raw meat.
4: That doesn't sound healthy as, I mean, like a health hazard as well if you're dissecting.
1: Yeah. I think it's less of a health hazard than a frog. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody dissecting a chicken wing. It's apparently
0: popular. When I was looking, when I was Googling various things for this, the chicken wing dissection
1: project came up in like a lot of my results. Hmm. I did a frog and a cat and an owl pellet. That's the one that made me vomit.
4: You did a baby pig.
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh, really?
4: Yeah. I took a zoology class Ah. in high school and we did pretty much everything but with no, no chicken wings. Um, jellyfish and a bunch of other stuff. Well, if you're when
0: going to like jellyfish and baby pigs, you don't really need the chicken wing. <laughs> like you're you're basically in yeah. a more advanced. Yeah. Oh god, just the nerves running. Oh, I'm not happy about it. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I can't yeah. wait till we we oh. talk about how delicious they are. Mm-hmm. And I did want to include this quote um, at the top: "A blue collar dish for a blue collar town." And we will talk about what town that is, even though you probably most definitely know what <laughs> it is. In a little bit, let's let's build some suspense here. Yeah. And talking about suspense, our question, chicken wings. What are they?
0: <laughs> well, uh they're the wings of chickens. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, no, uh, when Americans say chicken wing, we usually have a very specific dish in mind. It's a, a wing with the bony tip removed and then split at the elbow joint into a wingette or flat, the forewing, and a uh, drumette or drum, the, uh, the upper wing. The pieces are then deep fried and coated in some kind of uh, savory, sweet, spicy sauce, the result being like a handheld snack-sized food with an optimally uh, crispy, crunchy skin on the outside and tender, fatty meat on the inside, they can be served as an appetizer, main dish, or side with a uh, usually a creamy dip, blue cheese, or ranch, uh, often with raw celery and carrot sticks alongside. And those sauces that you can serve a chicken wing with are legion. Yes. Uh, I think the most common are probably uh, buffalo, uh, being butter and hot sauce. Hot sauce here, meaning a thin sauce made with vinegar and period hot peppers. And then uh, barbecue sauce, lemon pepper, and teriyaki. Rubs can also be applied instead of a sauce, uh, like jerk style, for example. And trends come and go. Uh, right now, I think with the rise of Korean cuisine in the United States, Korean-style barbecue sauces <laughs> are just everything in quotation marks. Yeah, no, those are rising in popularity. I've seen those in a lot of menus.
1: I have, and this is related, so go with me on this trip. I have a plethora <laughs> of Katie's in my life. <laughs> I have a lot of friends named Katie, and, like, not only friends, but, like, best friends. Okay. And all of them don't like spicy food. Oh. Like, not even, I remember for one of them, we would go to Zaxby's after school sometimes, and my mom would, she would, we would have to get wimpy sauce because (laughs) my friend couldn't have anything above wimpy. And every time I hang out with, there are two Katie's in particular I'm thinking of, they're the ones that want buffalo wings, but— A lot of restaurants in Atlanta have a very fun naming system. Yes. And so it's Buffalo uh, Wild, Buffalo Wacky, (laughs) Buffalo Fun Style. Like, there's no way of knowing (laughs) which one is the spicy one. (laughs) There's no system. Like, with Zaxby's, I can tell. Um, So we usually, like, fail every time, and I just end up eating the chicken wings, and we have to order something else, too. (laughs) So I would love a like, you know, dot, like the chili pepper yeah, system. Yeah, chili next pepper to system. It. Something. Because I'm just like shooting just in the lost. dark and yeah.
0: missing. You could ask the server.
1: That would require speaking to someone oh. on an actual telephone. Oh man. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: well, I understand. Thank you. <laughs> and I almost believe that you're not doing it on purpose so that you can just eat a lot of chicken wings by yourself.
1: Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, regardless, recipes for creating said wings differ. Some folks like a little bit of breading, uh, flour, or cornstarch. You can bake them or grill them instead of frying. My favorite wings are smoked
1: Ooh. before
0: being fried. The double fries, considered scientifically superior by some. More on that later on. Uh, and lots of restaurants do use pre-processed wings, like they've already been seasoned and battered and par-fried at a plant and then uh, quick frozen and shipped out to restaurants that just kind of refry them real quick. Nutrition-wise, it's fried chicken.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite recipes um, that I make is a healthy one, and I know it's 300 calories for 10 wings. No, that's not bad. That's what I usually make for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because as I said in the ranch episode— I don't watch it, but I make all the food associated with it and have a great time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I mean they're they're high in protein, like that's not gonna a little bit of fat's not gonna kill you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it varies wildly and widely.
0: hmm Depending yeah. on and yeah, like the sauce can have a lot of sugar in it. It's it yeah. Mileage will vary.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Typically what I'll do is I do like a dry brine Ooh, uh-huh. and let them sit for a day or so and then Put them in the oven at a high heat and just cook them off that way and then mix like a little sauce, like buffalo sauce or depending on teriyaki style. um, I grew up in Southeast Asia, so I have a lot of Asian influences in my sauces and all that stuff that I like to use. And so I'll do that a lot or, you know, whatever I have in the kitchen that can whip up pretty (laughs) easily.
1: You know… We, we, we didn't say why we asked you to come on this episode. No,
4: I'm, cu- I'm still curious why. <laughs>
1: because you requested it over a year ago. <laughs> we have on our idea sheet chicken wings, Ramsey, and you're just a you're a big connoisseur. So I, I do like clarify. the wing,
4: and you have had my wings before yeah. at game night when I had people over from work at my house.
1: Oh, that's right. They were delicious. Yeah. I, I
4: don't think I had any of those wings because oh. when I came back from the kitchen, they were gone. It so, wasn't. Which is a good sign that something good was presented.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I promise it wasn't just me. No. <laughs> so, if we talk about some chicken wing numbers, every year it seems we hear about an impending wing shortage around the time of the Super Bowl. Apparently, this is less a shortage and more of a price increase due to supply and demand. An estimated 1.3 billion wings are consumed over a Super Bowl weekend in the United States.
0: And that number is growing year over year by like 10 to 40 million wings.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Um, and y'all, that's just over one weekend. Uh, one meat industry agency estimated that Americans eat 28 Billion wing segments like drums and flats every
4: year. It's a lot of chickens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hooters, Hooters. <laughs> I, I read that and it was like, wait a minute. No, this is in our notes. Hooters <laughs> sells thirty million pounds a year. There was a chicken wing heist. What in our home state of Georgia a couple of years ago before the Super Bowl, and the stolen goods were worth sixty five thousand dollars. I love I love a food heist. <laughs> food heist that needs to be a movie, Spielberg. If you're listening, <laughs> there you go. That's your next one. Sponsored by Hooters. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's already there. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: cool. Um, chicken wings are a pretty frequent competitive eating food. Uh, the current wing bowl record, which is a yearly com- competition in Philly, consisting of two rounds of 14 minutes each, um, is 501 wings in those 28 minutes.
1: That puts my twenty eight in perspective.
0: Yeah, this was accomplished in twenty eighteen by one Molly uh, Schuler Skyler, according,
1: according to the Hamilton soundtrack. That would be Skyler because that's how they spell the Skyler last name. The Skyler sisters—it's a whole song.
0: I believe you entirely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of belief coming your way. I, I like side. it.
1: I really appreciate it.
0: Uh, meanwhile, the Guinness World Record for largest chicken wing eating competition overall is from 2017 when Amazon Web Services included 214 participants.
1: Amazon Web Services?
0: Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. Huh. Making the chicken wing, wing competitions happen. Who knew? Not me. Not strictly related to eating, uh, the Guinness Record for the most items – taken out of hot oil with bare hands in one minute, went to country in 2010. Uh, they pulled 12 chicken wings out of a fryer. With their bare hands?
4: Yeah. Why would you do that?
1: I – To get the record, clearly. It was for
0: an Italian game show uh, – I'm not sure other than that. Like, psychologically, I can't answer that question.
1: This story is getting more and more fun. (laughs) Um, If we look away from the wing and at the flavor of buffalo, you can get buffalo flavored almost anything. Oh, yeah. Um, And you can get every flavor of buffalo wing. It sounds like it should be some kind of, like, physics property. (laughs) But, I mean, hot sauce is
0: delicious, it and is. butter is also delicious when you combine them. I, a thing that I have a really hard time not ordering when I see it on a restaurant menu is um, buffalo grilled chicken sandwiches.
4: Mm. Yeah. If that's yeah. on
0: there, I'm basically guaranteed to order it.
4: There was a good portion of mine, like, when I say good portion, probably about like three to four years where <laughs> I would, if I could get something buffalo styled, yeah. I would totally do that. That's it. And this was when I became, I guess, more Food conscious, like where my food's coming from mm-hmm. and where it's sourced and all that. I was like, "Hey, can I just get that grilled, but get buffalo sauce tossed on it?" Yeah, like I would just like you know, I kind of healthy, but not really. Yeah, <laughs> keep, I think keep I, it spicy.
1: <laughs> I think I told the story once on the show, but um, in case I didn't, there, there's an establishment that's well known in Atlanta called the Vortex, and it's a burger place. And I went on a first date there, and I have made two major mistakes. <laughs> One, I was wearing a white shirt. No matter what you get at the Vortex, oh, mistake. Oh, yeah. It, for me, wearing a white shirt, period. In general, that's not yeah, a part yeah. of my lifestyle. And then the second mistake I made was... Um,
4: did I you ordered, order the triple bypass? No. That no. comes with a cigarette?
1: I know. <laughs> I did not make that mistake.
4: <laughs> Making me feel better about myself, though. I
1: ordered the <laughs> buffalo sauce burger. Oh. And I mean, within a second, it just was... dribbled down all the white shirt. Yeah. We never had a second date, but I don't think that's why. (laughs) It might have played into
4: it. I probably would have ordered the same thing.
1: Here's one. Speaking of ordering, um,
0: okay, do you guys have an opinion about drums versus flats and which is better?
1: Oh, I do. What's yours?
0: Because there is a debate about this. Yes,
4: there is. I, I like drums.
0: I do too, but I feel like most people like flats. I like gems as well. Three, man, that's crazy. Producer Andrew? Yeah. Oh, oh, man, we're four for four.
4: Yeah. Heck, y'all, this is
0: rare because most people prefer flats. Yeah. Both sides claim that their preferred wing piece has the best ratio of skin to meat to fat to sauce and that it is also easier to eat than the other type. Oh. And that second one is subjective, clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, for the record, there is more meat on a drum and more like skin fat sauce on a flat, yeah, so
4: well I, I like I like the drums mainly because I feel like I don't have to work as much as I do with the yeah. flats because of the 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 parts of the bones that are associated with that. yeah, um now like the solution would obviously be just eat boneless. Chicken wings, which I I actually like, the experience of eating chicken wings. Like it's like a right. It's like that finger food that you can go to that you know what you're gonna get. Like you have some sort of beverage with you, and you're you got your sauce, and you got your dipping sauce, and then you got your your vegetables that go along with. But so I like the experience. But if I were to be able to order just drums, I would definitely go that route because I think it's a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
4: you're not really getting into the bone.
0: Yeah, you're not digging at it with your little paws just as much as... Yeah, I, I feel like a trash panda
1: whenever I eat wings in general, but more feel, so... When I eat in general, I feel that way. <laughs> but I will say, I have had wings that were, like, not uh, at a at a restaurant for, you know, 20 wings for 10 bucks, but, like... Um, from a, a well-known farm in Georgia, mm-hmm. and they had a lot more meat on them, and Ooh. I enjoyed that experience a lot more. Oh, man. Because it was less like I'm already at the bone, right? Like, barely uh, biting anything off. It was like this is a lot of meat. And also um, one of our coworkers, Paul, he won't eat chicken wings because he doesn't like the experience of like having to work meat on your the bone. food.
0: Yeah. yeah. I
4: have a good friend, uh, Stephanie, who – has that same experience she, she's like I will not eat because it just as I want to touch that bone
1: oh yeah
0: oh no I like feeling like a trash panda I'm, I'm a fan
1: <laughs> I actually got made fun of in uh, middle school because my mom used to send fried chicken like a one drumstick with me to, to school for lunch <laughs> and I would get all of the meat off and people would look at me as if I was some sort of monster <laughs> I don't want to waste anything okay And sales of chicken wings have been more than fair. They have gone upwards of billions of dollars a year. In 2013, the number of chicken wing franchises came out to over 1,500, and that number has grown by an annual 11% over the past decade. In other franchises, just, just so you can compare, the growth is around 3%. The same year, the top 13 wing franchises made $4.1 billion. And if you look specifically at Buffalo Wild Wings, which I've never been to, um, they made $1.3 billion in 2013. And their sales have gone up by 936% over the last 10 years. In the U.S., wings are now the most expensive part of the chicken. But for most of history, that has not been the case.
0: Mm-hmm. It's apparently a really volatile market. When, when they're cheap, restaurants offer such, like, loss-leader deals on them that it inflates demand and the cost balloons. Apparently, when, uh, when McDonald's rolled out one of their wing deals in 2013, it disrupted the entire industry. It was chicken wing chaos.
1: Not chicken wing chaos.
0: <laughs> Uh, Nonetheless, yeah, wings are a fairly inexpensive food, except when they're not. Of course. (laughs) Back in 2015, in honor of Super Bowl forty nine, a Manhattan restaurant called Old Homestead Steakhouse served a dozen wings for $4,900.
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) Um,
0: Each order came with four flavors, uh, covered in foie gras or smothered in cream infused with a Louis VIII cognac or coated with caviar. Uh, the fourth flavor was Kobe filet mignon on the bone, marinated in sake that costs like a thousand bucks a bottle.
1: Oh my goodness! This is a life we will never know. Yeah, stunt Speak for food. Yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're on the you're on the rise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hitch myself to your shooting star.
4: <laughs> I mean, on, on a personal note, that does not sound a good way to eat a chicken wing to me. So, no, I mean, but it's, it, it just sounds like overindulgence. Like, what can I dip this wing in? To make it more expensive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: At least those, like, powdered gold-coated wings that we talked about in our edible Gold episode. At, at least those, like, like it's not going to impact the flavor too much. And, like, you get a fun Instagram photo. Yeah. I don't know. These looked gross. Like, they looked so gross that I almost said to all of the people sitting around me here in our office, like, Oh, Scott, look, check out this gross thing. But then they looked so gross that I felt bad doing it.
1: <laughs> Whoa. That's saying something. That is. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But chicken wings are one of those really interesting foods that come from this kind of like lowbrow conception that do get um, kind of celebrated in highbrow cuisine.
1: Yeah. And you, you, Ramsey, sent along an essay that you found, and it came out pretty recently, didn't it?
4: Yeah, it came out, uh, came out this week. Um, actually, our, our coworker, Pam, sent it over to me. She knew I was coming on here because I was nervous ah. about being on the show. And she's like, oh. you're so
1: starstruck by as
4: I know. <laughs> I am, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. She sent it over to me, and I was taking a look at it. And uh, basically, it was written by Erica Hawkins for Munchies on Vice called Chicken Wings Are My Culture. And it was really interesting because, you know, it's not really necessarily something I really ever thought about too much, but it talks about how wing culture is mixed in with, like, black stereotypes and all that. And yeah. it talks about a little bit about the low and high-end culture of wings, which I, you know, outside of the article, have personal opinions because I feel that is is definitely wings are for the people. And, you know, some restaurants have definitely increased – the, the value of the wing um, as high-ticket items or you can't go and spend, you know, five to ten bucks on a pa- plate of wings, you know. Yeah, um, now it's like 20. Now it's 20. It's yeah. like, oh, here's three wings for $15. I'm like, wow, that's pretty expensive. <laughs> but I digress. Anyway, in the article, she definitely brought up, like, the the culture and the how it's associated with with black stereotypes and it being, a, um, a like, a cheap food source. And she quoted um, Claire Schmidt, Uh, who's a professor at the University of Maryland who does studies on race and folklore. And she said, like, chickens were always been a part of Southern diets and they had a particular utility with slaves and they they were a cheap food source and they were um, easy to feed and a good source of meat. And as it being a food that you eat with your hands, it was also therefore always considered dirty. And table manners are a way of kind of determining who is worthy of respect or not.
1: Yeah, we kind of talked a little bit about that in our fried chicken Mm -hmm.
0: episode.
1: Um, Yeah,
0: like the trajectory of chicken um, from being a food considered not good enough for upper-class people to eat to this thing that, like, in a reverse way, like, held up as as a
1: champion of the people by these very upper-class humans. Well, that's the thing in this article, and I am someone who is very— out of the loop, I will admit it, uh, of celebrity culture. But um, it came with examples of, I would say, celebrities who are generally out of touch, or if not out of <laughs> touch, then they, they just live a different lifestyle yeah. than most of us. Eating chicken wings is a way to say, like, hey, an Instagram post. still photos, Jenny from the like, block, yeah. 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 Um, and it's just an interesting... Phenomena.
4: (laughs) Well, yeah, she definitely brought it. I think she said, like, celebrities are normalized by eating chicken wings and stuff. And, you know, you can take that either way you want, whether it's, you know, cultural appropriation or or what. But, I mean, it's, you know, definitely I'm out. I'm right there. I'm in the same loop as you. I was like, wow, I didn't know this was a thing. Um, Especially when people are dipping them in gold and (laughs) sprinkling them in with 24K gold dust and then eating them. Like it's, you know, whatever, you know, it's definitely, definitely food for thought.
1: Oh, hey. well, it is a trend that I I would say we're seeing in a lot of places. is just this going to a restaurant and ordering a burger that says it has government cheese on it. And yeah, that's $18. <laughs> uh, I think it's just happening in a lot of places. But uh, this is a particular, it seems to be very popular right now chicken wings. And we even said at that wing fest, what's happening to chicken wings? Yeah. (laughs) And I I, I mean, I'm all about experimentation and, you know, trying new recipes. You, like you said, you grew up in parts of Asia, so you have experience with other types of
4: chicken wings. Yeah. My first remembrance of chicken wings was, um, so we spent a year in Nagoya, Japan, and they have a style there called uh, tebasaki um, and basically what that is it's a dry brine with black pepper um, usually probably keep it in there like in a when i say brine basically you're doing some sort of science with the chicken
0: Like a salting to try to pull out some moisture from
4: it. Yeah, Yeah, and I I do a lot of my foods like that with, like, my turkeys. I think I told you I I dried brine my turkey this year for Thanksgiving. And um, basically what you do is you put a bunch of salt on it. Then you put whatever spices you want on it. And then those spices are then sucked into the meat Mm -hmm. um, through, I guess, osmosis. Yeah. And then well, how that differs from just, like, a regular brine where you use liquids, um, it basically— the the spices are stay, stay inside the meat instead of it going in and out of the meat through a, a wet brine, I guess you could say. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, so this style is basically is black peppered, brined for a bit, and then they fry it once at a lower temperature. Then they fry it again at a higher temperature, mm-hmm. and then they put like a sweet and spicy sauce on it. But um, that was my first experience um, of for chicken wings, oh, which ins- was – so delicious it's awesome. that's really good and it's such like i tried to that recipe um that i pulled a lot of that information from was actually a recipe i treated my folks once where i recreated that whole wing setup and it is a process just because of how oh yeah how you have to if you have to deep fry something twice the temperature gauging and oh, all yeah. that type of stuff and especially when you're brining something you know the but it was it was definitely a treat for all of us to recreate. Uh, um, but but yeah.
0: science-wise, that's how you're supposed to do it from what I have read. And I'll get into that later. But, um, but I did also want to point out that, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, America is far from the only place that cooks and eats chicken wings. Um, I ran across a bunch of Southeast Asian-style wing recipes that are deboned wings stuffed with, like, basically the things that you would put into dumplings or spring rolls. Ground pork noodles made of bean or rice flour, chopped vegetables, stuff like that, and then deep fried. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, <got laughs> I fried. Mean,
1: Sounds delicious.
0: Deep frying is what brings us all together, really.
1: <laughs> well, we had that terrible, I guess it worked out okay.
0: It did. We only screamed a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> there,
4: <laughs> did you guys try to break the world record for <laughs> pulling no. things out of the fryer? World
1: record for being the most afraid of frying chicken, yes. I think we won. Oh, uh, this is from the
4: when you guys started, right? Yeah. 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 Fried
0: yeah, we, we made a video where we fried some chicken, and both of us were very um, apprehensive, and it showed. That we was, did. like,
4: right when I started working here, and it was, like, one of the greatest days because you guys brought in fried chicken and champagne
1: Oh, Oh, yeah, we did do that. I was
4: like, whoa, this happens at work here?
1: (laughs) Behind the scenes of that event. So our office manager at the time, she still works here, but she is now not office manager. um, But Tamika, she sent out an email saying, okay, people who made these videos, because we had to make these eight videos for Amazon, um, we're going to show the video, please request a food item that you would like for this series, Um, Because we're going to have, like, a group Like a group
0: lunch and viewing,
1: and yeah. And I was out at a party, so a little tipsy, (laughs) and I I replied to the email joking. And I said, obviously, fried chicken and champagne, because that's what our video was about. Right. Well, mostly about
0: champagne and sparkling sparkling wine. wine. But one of our great interviewees said, you know, the best food to eat with sparkling wine is fried chicken.
1: So I sent this email out at 10 p.m. It's so good. 10 PM on like a Tuesday, <laughs> and I accidentally replied all. <laughs> and so <laughs> she she responded and said, sure thing, I'll make sure that happens.
4: I think I read that email and was like, I need to be friends with that person.
1: <laughs> Afterwards, a lot of people came up to me and were like, Hello. <laughs> How long have you worked here? <laughs> uh, no. Um, but it worked out. I'm glad that was an early experience for you. All right. So all of this, all of this intro aside, yeah. we do have a lot of history to talk about with you.
0: We do. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies.
5: just
3: being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor-Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
5: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. All right. Some history. So the deep-fried chicken wing has been a staple of Southern cuisine for a long time. And you can, yes, see our fried chicken episode for more about that. Mm -hmm. If we look at the buffalo chicken wing or sort of this sauced sports bar, big game trademark chicken wing, uh, (laughs) that is a bit more of a recent food invention or innovation. Of course— There are multiple versions of this story, Uh but here's the one that you'll see the most that you probably have heard, at least in passing one time. Late one night in 1964, looking for something to cook her son and his friends, the co-owner of the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York, (laughs) Teresa Bellissimo got the idea to cook some leftover chicken wings in sauce. Sometimes, depending on which version you're eating, it's hot sauce. Sometimes it's melted, melted butter and cayenne depending,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and surprised they loved them. <laughs> so <laughs> much so that buffalo wings were featured on the menu the very next day, and these wings were served with a side of celery sticks and blue cheese, and they were a best seller. For a little backstory, the Anchor Bar was founded in 1939 by married couple Frank and Teresa Bellissimo, and there is a riff on the origin story above. According to Frank, we owe an, an accidental delivery of chicken wings as opposed to chicken necks for the invention wow. of buffalo wings. The chicken necks were used as a part of their spaghetti sauce recipe. Frank tasked Teresa with coming up with an appetizer featuring chicken wings and presto, buffalo wings. Dominic has a different take. In his Uh. version, it was a late Friday night in 1964, and at the time, a lot of Roman Catholics didn't eat meat, apart from fish, on Fridays. So Dominic requested that his mom whip up something with meat to hand out for free to the regulars, who had been spending a lot of money at midnight once they could have meat. (laughs) So she went for the cheapest meat she had, Uh chicken wings. Both stories claim that she cut the wing in half, resulting in a drum and flat, fried them sans breading, and doused them in a hot sauce of some type. Both claim they became popular in the city in mere weeks, and where they were and are simply called wings or chicken wings and served mild, medium, or hot. So they're not called buffalo wings. In buffalo? They're just Just wings. wings. Just wings. <laughs> Modernly, the Anchor Bar serves 70,000 pounds of chicken a month. Wow.
4: Yeah. And I bet they don't order chicken necks anymore.
1: I don't, I would bet not. But I kind of want to go and investigate for myself. Yeah. To spread the popularity of the dish and to sell some hot sauce, the son of the owner, Dominic Bellissimo, and Dick Wagner, the person who sold hot sauce to the Anchor Bar, went on the road, and restaurants slowly got on board. But there is another version of the story, and it goes that John Young invented the buffalo wing in the 60s. Young told a reporter that growing up in an African-American community, chicken wings was often in the meal lineup. He incorporated that at his restaurant, John Young's Wings and Things, um, and he added what he called a mambo sauce to his wings. These wings were a little bit different. They were breaded and fried and served whole as opposed to flats and drums. But I feel like this is another case that we see so often of— A lot of simultaneous things Mm -hmm. happening, and then one person.
0: Popularized them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it was probably around a long time before, or at least a decent time before.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I, this is like mildly on the record, but I think that I saw reports of at least chicken wings specifically being consumed separately from the rest of the chicken like five to 7,000 years
1: ago. Oh, so that's a decent amount of time. So I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like like you said earlier, Lauren, um, they were certainly being eaten in other countries at the same time, probably before this. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, these are the stories you'll probably see. Um, I've never heard of this place, but I guess it's still around. Duff's Chicken Wing Chain got started in 1969. I think it's a Canadian thing. Oh, is it? I think. Oh, well. Did Listeners just, from Canada, let us know. <laughs> Did
0: you just include the note because of Duff's beer from The Simpsons? <laughs> I,
4: that's what I, I was thinking. When I saw that in the notes, this. I saw Duff's beer. <laughs> well. well <like. laughs> yeah, then that's one of the things about the story is that beer was always associated, I think, when all their stories, like, oh, oh, yeah, we, we were drinking and we wanted this <laughs> dish. And, you yeah. know. It continues. And
0: yeah. uh, as we talked about in our ranch episode, um, the capsaicin that makes hot peppers hot in stuff like buffalo sauce, yeah. Um it's alcohol soluble. It's not water soluble, so you drink a glass of water, it's not gonna cool your mouth down, but it is alcohol soluble, so you drink some beer and it's gonna get it off your tongue.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. And we'll get into that a tiny bit more later. But Sorry. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, it it um People got hip to that when they were selling chicken wings. Hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna say that. Um, <laughs> the city of Buffalo declared July 29th, 1977, as Chicken Wing Day. It gave credence to the Anchor Bar origin story. Some say because during the 70s, it would have been controversial to give credit to a black man. Absolutely. Quote, whereas the success of Mr. Bellissimo's tasty experiment in 1964 has grown to the point where thousands of pounds of chicken wings are consumed by Buffalonians in restaurants and taverns throughout our city each week. And, uh, yeah, people, if anyone is from Buffalo... Oh, please write in and let us know what it's like. Yes, please. Please. Yeah. In the meantime, we have more history for you. But first, one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone.
0: Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel
1: is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com.
2: Ready? Okay. Okay. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me! Focus
3: Features presents Back to Black.
2: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
3: Experience the music and her story.
2: Know this. I ain't no spy girl.
3: Like never before. That's
5: my daughter.
3: That's my Amy. On the big screen.
2: I want to be remembered.
1: And we're back. Thank you, Sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with an aside about Hooters and Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. Okay. So these places started opening in the in the 80s, and they gave chicken wings center stage on their menus. Um, I've never been to either of these places, but I believe that is a fact. <laughs> Heck. <laughs> yeah. How did you
0: avoid it? Okay, please keep going.
1: Okay.
4: <laughs> my first uh, Atlanta wing experience was at a BW3's Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: And, oh my goodness. And it was me. not because
4: it was not because of choice, it was because of my where I lived at the time. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And that was like the closest. I was like driving around. I was like, "Oh, I can go for some wings." And then
5: Bloop. And that yeah. was like
4: my only I've done it a couple more times, but it's it's kind of like a bleak experience. It's Isn't like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the there's no they black out all the windows. Well, I think we're going to talk about it. Like, it's a sports bar.
1: Oh, oh okay. So they they, they they black
4: out all the windows because of glare. They don't oh, want the like the sh- sun oh, to okay. come I in. And so
1: it. people can't see your shame. Yeah,
4: it's not like a it's not like a Vegas <laughs> thing. It's like let's just don't they'll forget about time and then they'll eat about we, eat all the wings. And, oh, okay. Yeah, so, are you sure? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> My um, ex boyfriend, we dated for three years, and uh, you know there are tiers of restaurants. So you have a favorite of like. Fast food, would you have a favorite? Sure. So he loved Buffalo Wild Wings. It was one of his favorite of that, like, specific. Genre. I don't want to throw him under the oh, proverbial sure. yeah. chicken wing bus. But he, <laughs> he loved Buffalo Wild Wings, and perhaps that says something about me that I never went with him. <laughs> that does, I think. I've got some things to think about later. But, uh, okay, um, many think that the first televised mention of Buffalo Wings happened in this decade, too, um, on the Today Show. Buffalo Wild Wings, by the way, was founded in 1982 after a fellow who had spent some time in Buffalo, New York, realized he couldn't find any good buffalo wings in Ohio. I feel like I've read a lot of stories of change that started that way. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, they have 16 sauces and stores all across the United States and Canada, and you heard the numbers at the top. They are doing just fine. Mm -hmm. Buffalo Wings hit it big. In the nineteen nineties, when they made their way onto the menu of uh, some McDonald's, you might have heard of that <laughs> across the country as Mighty Wings. Oh,
0: I do remember that ad campaign. Do you? Oh, there's so many McDonald's ad campaigns that are just right in the back of my brain. That's
1: terrible. Very effective on McDonald's part, though. Mm. Um, Following that example, KFC debuted Hot Wings a year later, and Domino's Pizza did the same in 1994. We told you we'd be bringing up that date again. Mm -hmm. It's an unmovable date in the timeline of food. (laughs) Um, They spent $32 million on that rollout, by the way. What? Mm -hmm, But I'd say it was successful. Another thing that brought uh, a lot of awareness to Buffalo Wings Might have been definitely was the football team, the Buffalo Bills. Um, They were around during the early 90s. I guess they're not around anymore. I again, I don't want to. They're still (laughs)
4: around.
1: Jeez, (laughs) jeez.
4: I'm not, Uh, no, I I very, I know very little about professional sports, but I know that the Buffalo Bills are still around.
1: I apologize, Buffalo Bills. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Annie d- is not denying
1: you. No, no. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Congratulations for bringing a lot of awareness to one of my favorite foods. I do appreciate it. In 2001, Buffalo kicked off its inaugural National Buffalo Wing Festival. By 2015, it was seeing 70,000 attendees per year who were eating 25 tons of chicken wings.
0: Around 2006, an innovation in meat plant technology made wings cheaper and safer. Up until then, workers had been separating flats from drums by hand with, like, band saws or similar equipment. But then a segmenter was developed to uh, to reduce dangerous labor and increase output.
1: Oh, oh. By the way, uh, in 1993, Philadelphia hosted the inaugural Wing Bowl eating contest, which we mentioned at the top. Right. Still going. Uh, McDonald's Mighty Wings appeared on menus again starting in 2013. But this begs the question, why are chicken wings such a big football food other than obviously they're delicious? (laughs) The answer lies with timing. In the 60s and 70s, Americans cooked and ate whole chickens, but boneless chicken breasts became all the rage in the 80s. And this meant that chicken wings became an inexpensive byproduct. Restaurants realized they could offer these wings for cheap, but speculated the spiciness would boost beer sales. Ah. Uh, It all comes Mm. back. They were correct. Simultaneously, more and more bars were outfitting with satellite televisions, and most of these televisions were playing sports. This was the birth of the sports bar, playing multiple games across multiple TVs. In the United States, football, that is American football, was the (laughs) favorite among sports fans to watch in bars with friends. Chicken wings were a relatively cheap, shareable protein that lent itself to such a gathering. And it went well with that oh-so-popular sports drink, beer.
0: When you say sports drink, I think like Gatorade. (laughs) Gatorade. (laughs) I guess beer is the second sports drink. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you, thank you. I do have some friends that there was a a study that I—it's one of those studies that I'm like, you just did this to justify something to yourself. But there was a study that came out a couple years ago that said— scientifically, it's good to drink beer before and after you work out. And I was like, mm, you, you just want to drink beer, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. And now, fast forward to now, you can get expensive chicken wings at nice restaurants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ramsey, you had, you had a little bit of a note that we said we'd come back to about Atlanta being a wing town.
4: Yeah, so – Atlanta is known as the lemon pepper hub of, I guess, the world possibly, if not the United States. So you got your buffalo wings, but I I would say that Atlanta is definitely referred to as the lemon pepper. Um, And I I think all the thanks goes to our hip-hop rap culture that we have here as far as all the artists that kind of rap about wings and where they get their wings and how they like their wings and all that um uh, in particular you know you got Gucci Maine he has a lemonade song where he talks about he likes his lemon pepper wings and you got Two Chains he has a song called Hot Wings that's actually recorded at a American deli where he's rapping about eating chicken wings i mean it's it's definitely part of our culture here in Atlanta and i've i don't think i ever had lemon pepper wings until i came to Atlanta
0: oh yeah i don't think i had either
4: yeah So, I mean, I think we all of us here have our favorite spots to get wings and stuff like that, but, like, you know, there's still debate of where to get the best wing in Atlanta and, you know, what serves the best style and how you want to cook it and how you want to eat it and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's funny in the, the article that you shared, I... Unfortunately, I'm not up to date with the show Atlanta, but it was like a, a plot point in there. Oh,
4: yeah. It was totally a plot point. Like, they went to GR Crickets. and oh, right, they went, They got lemon pepper wet. Like, you go into yeah. a store, you're like, hey, how do you want to, like wings? You go, lemon pepper wet. And like that's how you get your wings. And we have a, I wouldn't call it a epidemic. We have a problem <laughs> around Atlanta where if you look on the street, if you get off the airport, you're probably going to see a chicken bone.
0: Chicken wing bones, chicken wing bones specifically.
4: Yeah. From your time, you get your bags to when you get in your car, you'll probably see a chicken leg, chicken bone anywhere. Like uh, yeah, we had there's an Instagram account called Wings of ATL, which I subscribe to, and it's it's funny because like you would literally find wings all over Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Once someone points it out to you, it's, it's one of those things, like like that word that you've never heard before, but then you yeah. hear it once and suddenly it's everywhere. Yeah. Once you start noticing it, you're like, oh, no, we eat a lot of chicken wings. Yes. And we eat them apparently on the go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's no trash cans. Yeah. And yeah. so that's just, I mean, they are biodegradable.
1: It's true. I do probably, I walk everywhere that I can. And I anywhere I'm walking, I will see chicken wing bones. But I love that about the hip-hop culture, celebrating
0: chicken wings because it is such like a food of the people. And when you're talking about segments of your life that are, like, to you, just just part of you and part of what it means to be you and especially something that is kind of bucking against these negative stereotypes that have been put out about people who look like you for so many years. It's it's really wonderful to have people just go, like, yeah, I like chicken wings. What?
1: They're great. Yeah, I also love the specific ordering of, like— Oh, yeah. Wet. Uh, just
0: try. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a lemon pepper rub is totally different, and I cannot necessarily approve of it.
1: <laughs> Lauren's <laughs> message of the episode, strong opinion, love it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and and for me personally, like, I don't go – if I see wings on a menu, I'll, I'll there's certain places I'll order them, and they arguably have some of the best wings – But you know you got your GR crickets, and that is definitely a staple here in Atlanta. And you got other restaurants um, like I mentioned, American Deli, and other places that you know. It's just really dependent on where you like to get your wings. Um, You know, for me, there's a place I was like, "Oh, this is great wings." I had never had smoked wings before. Oh yeah. And like I remember, I could go there and I could spend like seven bucks, and I could get six wings, and they come with like side of fries. Now you go to that same spot, and it's like $12, $14. <laughs> I'm like, that's not – that's the, you know, I, I rather make wings myself, enjoy them, eat them the way I like. You know, obviously I'm not smoking them, brining them, and deep-frying <laughs> them twice and all this other stuff all the time. But, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely – wings for me have always been wing for the people, you know, food for the people.
1: Yeah. And I'm always kind of curious with, like, well, was it that we just weren't paying for something that we should have been paying for? Like what did you say about the tomato? Like, do we just have to pay more? Do we just have to
0: get used to paying a fair price for tomatoes? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and that does work into especially when you're talking about this number of chickens that we were. Like, what was what was it? I I forget the ridiculous number. Like, over twenty billion chicken wings or chicken wing segments. Yeah, per year. Yeah, you're you're getting into food production questions at that point, and how to sustainably and morally raise that number of animals yeah. and pay workers to do that thing and processing, not letting people get their hands cut off during processing, all, all that all that kind of fun stuff.
1: Yay, food! Yeah. I mean, it's always <laughs> good to ask those questions. We're big proponents of that. And we're also big proponents of some science.
0: Yeah. All right. So my very favorite Serious Eats writer, one J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, did some Serious wing experimentation, and he arrived at a few methods for producing superior chicken wings, all right? Wherein superior, by the way, is meant to mean super crispy on the outside, super tender on the inside, without using any kind of breading or dredging, which he considers cheating. Ah, I love it. Yeah. So he found that to uh, to crisp a wing to its full potential without drying out the meat, you want to fry them twice— Uh, Initially at a relatively low temperature for a relatively long period of time, say like uh, 250 Fahrenheit or it's about 120 Celsius for up to 20 minutes to cook the meat and gelatinize all the stretchy, stiff collagen in the skin and the connective tissue. Then let them cool down a little bit and briefly refry at a hotter temperature around like 400 Fahrenheit or about 200 Celsius. And this... Let's a few things happen. And I find it so interesting that, Ramsey, you were saying that special recipe that you did that one time is this is like exactly how you did it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, first, the now soft skin um, can expand more as escaping water vapor pushes and bubbles it outward, so it stretches out thinner. Uh, second, the initial low temperature of the fry allows the wing to retain a lot of internal moisture while driving out some of the external moisture. Um, meaning that the proteins in the skin that brown up so beautifully can get right to it. Quick frying means that your chicken won't soak up grease and get soggy. Mm. So, nice and crisp. Mm-hmm. He also tested a few methods for oven-baked wings that are just as or almost as good as deep-fried. The secret there is getting rid of some of that external moisture, again, by uh, by drying the wings in an open pan in the fridge overnight, coated with some dry brine, basically, some baking powder and salt. And the salt we talked about earlier, the baking powder, I didn't have time to like really scientifically figure out what was going on here, but but it improves browning for a number of complex reasons involving the alkalinity, um, the Maillard reaction, peptide bonds in the proteins in the skin, and uh, carbon dioxide bubbles.
1: So a lot of cool science stuff. Is a happening. lot of cool
0: science. a Little bit of baking powder. You don't want too much because then it tastes like baking powder, which is metallic, and you don't really want to eat very much of that. No. No. Not, I mean, or maybe you do. I don't know your life.
1: We don't. <laughs> we don't. I'm going to have to try that out because I, my, the healthy ones I mentioned earlier that I make, I mean, healthy, healthier. Healthier, sure. Um, Less oil, that's healthier, sure. Yeah. Uh, I bake them. Yeah. So. Yep. I'll have to give this a whirl because, you know, the game's coming. Oh, it that's is. a
4: big game. <laughs>
1: Is that a movie? It better be a movie. The big game. The big game. I think it is. There's the game that's <laughs> completely different. I'm sure. And there's big. There's big. That's also different. So combine the plots of those two movies <laughs> and we are ready to go. Oh I we came wanna, up with two two see movies. that. Movie. <laughs> I
4: kinda wanna see that movie.
0: I know. Poor Tom Hanks. <laughs>
4: Michael Douglas.
1: Tom Hanks and Michael Douglas. I'm I'm telling you, call us. Hollywood. Isn't there a remake?
4: Oh, this is oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> well, I think this about brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Ramsey.
4: Thanks for having me and feel free to bring me in. Like I said earlier, I, I when I was asked about it, I didn't definitely didn't wanna wing this.
1: Oh he's very good with the puns. I'm sorry. Ramsey's he's Pretty sharp.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would say that that between like the two of you and like maybe Jonathan Strickland and probably Ben Bolin, like this office has some really good pun game.
1: Yeah. And we
0: do. oh man, I don't want to see that kind of competition though. Like that would be it would get it would get ugly. It'd be a thunderdome. Well,
1: We did play Punderdome. Oh,
4: true. uh, (laughs) Um,
0: uh, Ramsey, you you work on a lot of cool projects around here. Uh, Would you like to mention a couple of them?
4: Sure. So I produce two shows here, um, and one of them is uh, Movie Crush with Chuck Bryant from Everyone Knows from Stuff You Should Know. Um, So I co-produced that with uh, Noel Brown, and then I also work on, I think my my main show is Committed with Joe Piazza, and basically that one is – Marriages that are different than the norm kind of like this American life, but for relationships. Oh yeah. That makes sense. It does. Um so yeah, we're kind of now gearing up for the second season of that, which is kind of occupying my time here.
1: He is also in our D campaign. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So <laughs> Killroy Roboto.
1: Killroy <laughs> Roboto. And yes, that is from the song Mr. Robot. We're all very clever around here. Um, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so thank you. so much. <laughs> hey, I'm including myself in that. Thank you again, Ramsey. Um, to anyone who is listening, whether you're gearing up for this big game or not, if you have any chicken wing recipes or thoughts, please send them our way. You can do so at our email at hello at saverpod.com.
0: We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at saverpod. We hope to hear from you. Thank you again to Ramsey. Thank you to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thank you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies.
2: Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. California. Can I get excursions? We're watching! Time for chill vibes. Beach, yoga! How about a garden tour? Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.